When you think about heaven, what comes to mind? Most people, when they think of heaven, think of loved ones or think of great experiences, people doing what they enjoy doing the most, spending time with one another. Well, what's the business of heaven? What business is heaven in? You might find that to be kind of an odd question. Heaven's not a business, but every entity, every organization, every place has a purpose. Some businesses exist to create widgets. Some businesses exist to give out loans. Some businesses exist to care for people. What does heaven exist to do? C.S. Lewis summarized the point of heaven and said the following. He said, joy is the serious business of heaven. Joy is the serious business of heaven. That's what heaven's about. Heaven is a place of joy. Heaven is in the business of giving out joy. This was the hope in the Old Testament. The Old Testament saints longed for the day when they would be in the presence of God. The psalmist recorded this in Psalm 16 where he said, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. The psalmist had a longing for that day of being in the full presence of God. Today we celebrate that that joy in the full presence of God came to earth in the person of Jesus Christ. And so when the angels first make the announcement, they let it known that they've got good news, but this good news is of great joy. In other words, this news that they are bringing is to bring sustaining gladness. Sustaining gladness. Most of us celebrate Christmas, and during Christmas, at some moment in Christmas, we've at least got momentary euphoria where we feel really good. Maybe it's when you're opening a gift, or maybe it's when someone is opening a gift that you have given them. It's hard not to feel good at Christmas. There's a lot of celebrations. There's a lot of time with people that you love and care about. Yet Christmas is way beyond momentary euphoria. It's actually bringing everlasting gladness. This is the business of heaven. Therefore, it's the business of Jesus. That's why Jesus says in John chapter 17, verse 13, the final prayer recorded of Jesus, he says, Father, I pray that they may have my joy complete in themselves. Jesus is praying that you and I today, his followers, would experience his joy in fullness. And in this season of gladness, it's easy to think about joy, but at the exact same time, we also realize that there's a lot of stuff wrong with the world. Christmas isn't meant to be a season of denial. We shouldn't be running around saying, oh, everything's right in the world. Everything's good. When in reality, we know that not everything is right. We know that there's challenges. We know that there's problems. We know that there's physical sickness. We know that there's emotional sickness. Above all, we know that there's spiritual sickness that drives us and others to do bad things. Christmas isn't a season of denial. Rather, Christmas is a season that says our joy comes from a different source, a source that is not dependent upon the things of this world. Our joy comes from a source that will conquer all of those other things that are causing the bad stuff right now. That's why at Christmas, 
we sing joy to the world, even in the midst of sorrow, we're able to sing joy to the world because our joy comes from a source that cannot be stopped by anything in this world. If we fast forward to the rest of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul says in numerous different places, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say to you, rejoice. And the Apostle Paul's not saying, hey, everything's good. No, he's saying, look to Jesus as the source of your joy. Then even in the midst of sadness, even in the midst of darkness, you can still have joy because nothing has touched the source of your joy, Jesus Christ. The business of heaven is joy. And thanks be to God that he came to earth to bring us joy through Jesus. So how do I pursue joy each and every single day? This morning, I just want to remind us, most of us know these things, but reminded, how can I pursue that joy each and every day? The number one way that I can pursue joy each and every day is to spend time with the source of my joy, Jesus Christ. We encourage and I encourage you to read your Bible every single day, not because it's like, oh boy, come on, memorize it, open up your Bibles. We don't want to do it so we learn facts about some weird town or weird names. We encourage you to open up your Bible every single day because it's through the Word of God that you encounter Jesus Christ. Jesus is not known outside of His Word. And so if you want to pursue joy each and every day, you have to connect with the source of your joy, Jesus. That's why we raise the Bible high here. We don't raise the Bible here to be Bible thumpers. We raise the Bible here because we're serious about Jesus. And to encounter Jesus, we have to open the Word of God. And so if you want to pursue joy this next year, make it a habit, make it a commitment to open God's Word so you can encounter the source of your joy, Jesus Christ, every single day. That's the number one and the most important way that we pursue joy. The second way in which we pursue joy is something that we don't often think about, and that is to release ourselves from worldly pleasures that oftentimes we look to for joy. Now, this was very famous back in kind of the dark ages, back when Luther and Calvin were also here, and also for the Puritans, who kind of were part of starting the United States of America. One of the things that they taught a lot of was this. Sometimes you have to lay aside the worldly pleasures because it forces you to grip on tighter to the heavenly pleasure, Jesus Christ himself. Too often we think we can have the best of both worlds, that we can have the worldly pleasure while at the same time trying to get the heavenly pleasure of Jesus. When in reality, Jesus tells us, do not be of this world, but be transformed rather than conformed. It also says in the book of James chapter 1, you can't love this world. And then in 1 John 2, 6, it tells us, do not love this world. So one way to pursue joy in Jesus is this, intentionally lay aside pleasures of this world. Let me break that down into something very practical for you. When is the last time you said no to something that's not a bad thing, but it's a good thing for the sake of Jesus? For example, you enjoy fishing, and you take a fishing trip every summer. Is there anything wrong with fishing? Absolutely not. However, 
fishing can become a problem if it's an idol, if it dictates everything about your life. So one time you might just lay aside that pleasure to go and serve elsewhere. The Mormon church is actually really good at this. And not that we agree with the Mormons on everything. But the Mormons have all of their people actually take two years of their life and give it in service. Basically, mission work. Lay aside the things of this world so that they can go and cling to Jesus and share that message of Jesus with others. We pursue joy by first opening the word of God, but also by releasing the worldly pleasures so it forces us to cling to Jesus Christ tighter. Today, we celebrate and we remember that joy has come. The song that we just sang talked about heaven opening its door, and then what comes when heaven opens its door from that song? Joy. Because whenever heaven is experienced, joy is experienced. Because heaven is not experienced without the presence of God. And wherever the presence of God is, there is joy. Therefore, for you and I as followers of Jesus Christ, if wherever the presence of God is, there is joy, wherever you and I should be, there should be joy. For we have the spirit of the living God indwelling us, bringing Jesus to us. You could say that joy is the banner of a Christian. The British royal family obviously probably has a variety of places. They probably have 10 lake homes. I don't know. But they probably have a variety of places that they get to visit. But they have one thing. When they are at the castle, when the queen is at the Buckingham Palace, everybody knows the queen is there because the royal standard flag is raised. Whenever the queen is there, that flag has to be raised. They know then that the queen is present at the palace. For the Christian, that which is our flag, that which should give evidence to the world that Jesus Christ has come into our lives is the banner of joy. That you and I could be declaring gladness in each and every stage of life, not because all is well, but because we have Jesus Christ who is the hound of heaven and heaven is in the business of joy. Joy to the world, for the Lord has come and brought you and I everlasting joy. Let us pray. Joyful Creator, we come before you today and give you thanks and all of the praise for filling our hearts with joy through Jesus Christ our Savior. Lord, I pray this morning that you'd make us more aware of the joy you have for us. Lord, I pray that in this new year, you would move upon our hearts to cling tighter to Jesus. I pray that you would make each of us aware of a pleasure that we should release so that we can cling to Jesus. I pray also, O oh Lord, in this new year, you would give us a desire to open your word to encounter you fresh each day. God, we give you thanks today for coming to visit us as a baby. Lord, thank you for bringing us joy. We give you all of the praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.